What's going on? Welcome to Fit, Healthy, and Happy Podcast. We're out here in Miami. We just woke up. The sun is shining. Got a cup of coffee, and we're really excited to answer some of your questions. Uh, no excuses. Monday morning, want to start the week strong and get this out for you today. Let's do it. That's Josh. He's the host of this episode. I'm his co-host, KG, in the house. Really want to get it in there. Just had to get that in because we I do like that every it. episode. Staying consistent to your punches. Mm-hmm. Okay, so without wasting any time, let's jump right into it. What's your first question, El Jefe? First question. So yeah, we, they, the only word I know in here in Miami is El Jefe. And uh, we've basically been saying that that's my nickname. And... Some people like it, some people don't, but... <laughs> if you don't know, we think it means the boss. The, the boss. L, I'm not confident on Hefe, I know it's boss, but the boss, El Hefe. So that's my new uh, nickname for this episode. Mucho gracias. Mucho gracias. I think that's, you know a couple other words, right? I feel nothing of value. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make up this question. Oh, do you know any other languages? Oh, sure. Let's do a fun one first. I like it. Um, I know... I'm very fluent in French from my three years of school. Now, how long do we have to take French? We started in what, grade eight, I think? No, you started early, earlier, early, dude. Earlier. Probably like grade one, roughly, I don't know. We've probably done about eight or nine years of French. We can probably say like 50 words. Mm-hmm. Nothing too great, not even conversational. Be like, yo, what up? What are you doing? Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, most people assume that because we live in Canada, uh, and that's the second language that we know French. And then anytime someone asks me my last name, which is Grondin. Grande. But they, it's like Grande. Uh, they think I know French and I literally know nothing. <laughs> I could maybe do some numbers, or I just have never had any desire to learn it. Uh, and then I guess I'm learning Spanish right now. I've got two words down, and that's pretty much it. So Sometimes I'll. Train my clients in different languages, keep it spicy, count their reps in a language they don't know, so they just gotta keep hustling until I say, alright, which means stop. Um, I, I will say it is fun though, like anyone who knows all those different languages, like mad respect, I know it's commitment to to be able to learn stuff like that sometimes, so yeah, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's about it. Alright, next one, El Jefe. Alright, next one, El Jefe has a question here. What are your favorite local. You? Sorry? Hmm? <laughs> Favorite low-calorie, nutrient-dense foods? I'm going to have to go with water. Water. That is fantastic. <laughs> that's a really good one. Um, well, that's a, that's a very good question. Obviously, as we've talked about it many times, low-calorie, nutrient-dense foods are important for those of you who are looking at diets and just overall lose weight and just be more, more satisfied within the diet. Um, oh, man, I'm trying to think. Low-calorie. I'll name a few. Alright, let's hear it. I think vegetables yeah. are your money makers. They're the kings of low calorie, nutrient dense. Um, other like waterier fruits are really good. Like for instance, watermelon is a is a beast. Um, even a banana I find has got a lot of pack for its punch, a lot of potassium. It's something a lot of people don't have a ton of in their diet, and it is actually pretty important. So you can't go wrong with fruits at all. Past that, I'd say uh, peanut butter is pretty nutrient-dense. Uh, it's interesting, though, because it's almost like a little bit of a you know, confusing statement because low-calorie, nutrient-dense. Yeah, if something's nutrient-dense, it's usually high-calorie, so it's kind of a funny way to put it, but it's a fair way to put it. But yeah. I would say, like for instance, peanut butter is lower-calorie, per se, and nutrient-dense because it's very dense in the... the um, macronutrient um, 
peanut butter, mm-hmm. macronutrient, nutrient dense, right? Not yeah, they're just saying like like nutrient, like I guess like lots of um, lots of uh, vitamins and whatnot and stuff like that. That'd be a micronutrient though. Oh yeah, a nutrient, exactly. protein, fats, and carbs. So I don't know. Yeah, I would say like fats. Like, you know, something that's sense to fact is it's harder to find in your diet. Mm-hmm. Things that are protein hacks that are really good in your diet, like Greek yogurt is for the calories, you know, it's like 100 calories, you're still getting about 10 grams of protein, which is pretty good. I'd say any food is an amazing protein hack, general rule of thumb, if in the meal you can have more protein than carbs. It's very rare, um, and then obviously excluding the extremely fatty meats, but those are going to be your, your heavy hit-ups. Yeah, for me, I'd say definitely egg whites has been a staple, similar to what Josh said, uh, especially when coming out here, it's always tough. Like when we go to the grocery store, you're like, okay, what can I find that's protein dense? Like anything protein dense is always going to be uh, super beneficial and uh, definitely lower calorie and nutrient dense as long as it's not filled with like a bunch of fat or anything like that. I've been loving Brussels sprouts lately. I don't know what it is. I just find they're super good, but like Josh said, anything veggie related. Um, Another one that we got was, what do you do when you're out of calories for the day and on a strict cut, getting ready for a competition? You ready for this one? Yep, this is gonna be magic. Listen up guys, take notes. You don't eat. (laughs) You don't eat, that's it. (laughs) I I think the first problem, and I'm incredibly guilty of this, is people put way too much precedent of not being done their calories. I love food so much. I could eat forever, and usually, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to eat. Why can't I eat? I'm out of calories. I can't wait till tomorrow. But some people with more mental discipline, I suppose, are very good at just saying, okay, I've had my food. I have what I need. I have what I need beyond my goal. Let's just envision success for the next day. And that's how you want to have a framework of things. Because if every time you finish your calories early, you're stressing out. That ain't healthy and that ain't going to do you any good. You're just going to put yourself in some trouble. So that's why that's the best thing. Saying so, not all of us are perfect. Like I just said, myself included, I struggle. I know Kyle struggled in the past too. So here's some of our favorite hacks. Yeah, I'd say definitely mindset is everything. If you can, you know, if you don't get much sleep, for example, and you wake up telling yourself, I'm going to be so freaking tired, that's going to be not the way you want to handle it. But if you say, hey, I'm good to go. I'm feeling ready. Let's do this. Similar to this situation, you say, okay, I'm good to go. Don't worry about it. Relax for the night. You'll be fine. Um, But a couple things that I implemented in the past when obviously there are times where you will actually be like really hungry and you're like, that's all you can think about and you can't get it off your mind. I've been there. Um, One of the things I would do is I'd actually just try to sleep earlier. So I always say like it's a bit tougher getting ready for a competition, like even business related. Um, it would be hard doing that right now because there would be times where I wanted to go to bed early because I was super hungry and uh, I wouldn't be as productive if that makes sense. Um, so try to sleep early. You can co- go home, brush your teeth and just automatically know that that's the cutoff point. You can't have any more food afterwards. And then also just to kind of like fill you up with no calories. Uh, you could have something like tea. You could drink lots of water. Cucumber was one of my staples because it's extremely low in calories, like almost nothing for how much you can have and it really doesn't put you over um, and that's pretty much the things I've got. If you need something too, you could do um, sparkling water, yeah. that's a big hack. You could do, um, I think Kyle just said tea, but tea's good. Um, amino acids would be your best friend, they're about five calories, but they still have aminos essentially in them, some lot of electrolytes and they 
tastes good and obviously like whatever sweetener it is, aspartame, whatever, stevia, it will, you know, make you feel like you're at least having something and kind of stimulate those senses of having something sweet. So you might be able to trick yourself and succeed. And so for me, when I'm deep in a cut, I find it really helps if I'm always sipping on like aminos at some mm-hmm. point, like deep, deep in a cut. I'm not talking for like everyday average person who's just dieting a little, like, you know, if it's really hard mentally. But I think, like Kyle said, you need to come in winning the mental battle before you even approach a cut yeah. that heavy. Because if you don't, you literally just will not succeed. Yep. So those are the two questions I got. I got some questions. Beauty. Q's, Q's, right? Fire me up. Q and A's. Okay. So this person's not a pretty long question. I'm going to just condense it. Basically, they're saying that they found that they're generally going too high on fats in their diet when they have a split of 30% carbs, 30% fat, 40% protein. And they're wondering if that's a big issue as they're hitting the protein goal, but they're eating more fats and less of their carbs. So here's the simple nutrient hierarchy that everyone should memorize. I'm sure I've mentioned it, but I'm going to mention it again. I mentioned it a million times because a lot of people forget this. So in, in like calories in versus calorie out is king. So how much you consume versus how much you burn. That's number one. So your calories are your number one most important thing for the day. So what does that mean? If for some reason I absolutely have no control of my micros, I'm going to control minimum of my calories. Next up is going to be your protein intake. So calories and protein. Um, protein obviously is a building block of muscle. Um, if you're having natural healthier sources, of protein, you're going to get like a lot of natural sources of um, leucine and things like that from meats and other valuable kind of foods like that. And then those are especially important because they're, once again, another very important amino acid that isn't found in fake proteins, like protein powders and stuff. And that's actually being shown to be a very anabolic amino acid. So it's a very important staple of your diet. And that's why you want to make sure you're getting some of that in and not just supplementing it because getting it from food can be super important. So that's why protein is dead important. It's great for satiety. It's great for muscle retention. It's great for everything. You need, you need protein. So protein's number two. Um, and then number three is going to be specific um, carbs and fat adherence. So I, I honestly believe that, and a lot of people would back this up in science, that they're pretty interchangeable. So they both have their purpose, but as long as you're having a healthy enough amount of them, it's not too much of a worry. So I've had um, a few clients that were with another coach who um, were having five grams of fat. This is still bizarre to me. I don't know how someone's coaching and yeah, doing five insane. grams of fat. Yeah. So when you, fats, if you don't know, a lot of people like to think, so like if you dig back, America especially, and like advertising, whatever, they like to demonize a certain thing or promote a certain thing and market this quote unquote certain thing to sell. So back in the day, you know, it was like, oh, milk is healthy, you need milk, you, you're gonna get jacked off milk or chocolate milk or something. And then they started pushing into the, oh, you can't have carbs, carbs are bad, look for a low-carb trend, this is low-carb, I'm sure you'd see in supermarkets, everything low-carb, this, low-carb, that. Then after that, and now I'd say the pretty current one, is it's low-fat, low-fat everything. Yeah. Now, this can be good, like I like low-fat peanut butter and stuff, but only because I use it to fit my goal. But fat being demonized is not the problem, even if you look at a keto-like diet, you can see how successful you can be on very high fat diet, whereas the inverse, you don't see too many people dieting saying, oh, I love to diet um, high carb. It's not really the case. And uh, it's funny too, like a lot of people we've known, like even Kyle, (laughs) 
had someone in his life that was always doing a low carb diet and I went to school with her and she'd always be like, oh, I'd be like, what are you eating there? And she's like, I'm doing low carb. You should have a huge salad, oh, yeah. um, like a bunch of Greek yogurt, yeah. a bunch of fruit. And I'm like, everything you have here in a smoothie is carbs. Uh, <laughs> like just, yeah. it's, people think like grainy carbs or whatever. So once again, like neither are bad, but they do have their purposes. You get lower, like saturated fat. Um, it's actually important for testosterone production. Um, fats are important for hormone regulation. Carbs can be very important for energy balance. Um, so they both need to have their play. And as you get deeper and more serious into fitness, they are more interchangeable and I'll manipulate them a lot for clients. But if someone's brand new, I usually put them on protein, um, calorie. And then lastly, to kind of end this quick tangent, the most important factor of all is um, like what you'll actually do, what you'll stick to. Like obviously if I took Kyle right now and I'm like, yo, we're gonna die you hard brother. We're gonna put you on thousand calories a day, all protein, no carbs, mm -hmm. and just a little bit of fat. He'd get shredded, but he'd do it for about two days. And then he'd binge out probably because it's unrealistic and unsustainable to anybody's yeah. life. Yeah. Lose a ton of muscle, it's just not optimal. That's why you want to do things in an optimal way. So if you like to eat high fat, by all means, eat high fat. Because once again, that hierarchy, you can kind of slip in what you'll actually yeah. do. And high fat, once again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's very preferential. Obviously, if you're having trans or polysaturated fats, avoid that because those are no good for you. Those are kind of human created fats that are going to do you no good at all. And they're just going to have no purpose. Mm -hmm. So that can do some damage to everything in your system. But if you're eating healthy fats like avocado and all those goodies, nuts and, you know, whole meats like pulled pork or something like that, beef, by all means, just adjust those macros a bit. You don't have to do 30, 30, 40. Um, I'll play with clients to see what's best for them. I have some clients that are high fat, high, low carb. I have some clients that are higher carb, lower fat. I've played with it myself. So it's about finding what's successful for you and what you can actually have good rigidity and consistency with. Yeah, I could not agree more. It, it drives me nuts because some people will literally it's say, a huge point. it's a huge point. They're, <laughs> they're looking at me, they're like, okay, so what are the percentages? I'm like, I have no idea because it, as trainers, as uh, online coaches, we take everything and make it completely customized based off of what is going to get you the best results and what you're going to stick to. So if I'm giving a personal or um, an online coaching client, for example, um, 60 grams of fat and he's consistently hitting 90, 90, 90, and you tell him, okay, you've, we've got to get this down, but he's not able to because of his lifestyle, because of his food choices, there's no point in keeping him down at the 60 mark when he's not even coming close to his carbs. And this is assuming that the protein's being hit consistently. So it's gotta be something that's achievable within your lifestyle and pretty much like within your day of eating. So that's something to keep in mind. Cool. Uh, so yeah, that's how we're gonna end today's um, episode. That yeah. was a lot of fun. We have to film two over here, so we gotta spread it out a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a little hungry for next Monday. Uh, but I think this one was pretty good. Uh, a little bit of fun. Yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed chilling with us as usual. Um, peace out. We'll see you in the next one.